We're tracking a potentially dangerous situation. I'll tell you right now, this is going to produce a tornado, and it's going to happen here really fast. No! Bill! It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! Everybody underground now! You're listening to the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast. Good day, everyone. I'm Mike Vanderhoek, and you're listening to the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Kiernan. How are you doing today, Chris? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. A little sad to see the uh, balmy weather we had just disappear, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of liked it. I was wearing shorts one day, but, you know, it's supposed to be winter. Let it be winter. Yeah, so, you know what? To celebrate the cold weather returns, we're going to turn our thoughts to the warm summer, warm spring, and storm chasing season. To help us out today, I've got Tanisha Parker-Murphy, who is a member of my chase team, Sheer WX. Tanisha, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So for those of you who've been on ASC and around the storm chasing world in Alberta, uh, Tanisha gets to do something really cool. She went last year to Oklahoma. And uh, if you know anything about storm chasing, that's the bullseye. That's even better than olds, people. That's the bullseye. Um, Tornado Alley there. So, Tanisha, what uh, what brought on your trip to, to head down to Oklahoma? Uh, well, I was researching it for a little while, and I decided to go with Extreme Tornado Tours. I just figured that uh, they would know the most about uh, creating a, a tour for storm chasing uh, Tornado Alley. So went down there and yeah, had an experience of what places I never thought I would be, uh, went to five different states and, uh, seen three pretty gorgeous storms. What was the, uh, what was the biggest thing you took from that experience? Uh, just how, um, different I think the storms are, uh, compared to Alberta and maybe this is just the storms that we've seen, but um, I feel like they're a lot bigger out there and badder and a lot more mean than I've seen in Alberta thus far. Yeah, and then after that tour was over and you came back to Alberta, um, how, how do you think you know Oklahoma changed your perspective as a chaser up here? Well, they have a whole different style of chasing down there too. They really like to get up close, whereas when I first started out chasing, I was probably the so far away you couldn't even see uh underneath the tree line kind of thing and um it taught me to be a little bit more ballsy and um just dive right in but not get too close okay so um when you look at those storms in oklahoma and and you compare them to the ones here chris maybe this this would be best aimed at your direction when you look at those two different you know totally geographical areas you know thousands of miles apart what really sets the two areas apart? Like, why why are the Oklahoma storms so much bigger than the ones we get up here? Well, with Oklahoma, it's it's the climate, right? We, you got the Rocky Mountains. They block uh, all the moist air uh, from flowing eastward. So pretty much what happens is the, uh, the cold air that comes from that runs into the humid air from the Gulf of Mexico. And it's just kind of right centralized right there, which uh, causes the... Uh, rotating updrafts so are there storms a lot you see them coming for a lot longer they're a little bit more predictable than like ours that come off the foothills uh yeah it's kind of the same basic idea with our foot foothills as well but uh i mean the forecast can tell you that it's going to happen just won't tell you particularly where 
but you know when those air masses are coming. Yeah, so Tanisha, this Extreme Tornado Tour you took, uh, is that something you definitely recommend for a beginner? Oh, yeah, of of course. I mean, uh, that's probably the moment that you're going to um, realize if you like storm chasing or not. I mean, there's even... I'm an experienced storm chaser. I, I storm chased here before, here in Canada, before I went down to the States. And there was a, a time where they had me hanging onto the edge of my seat there. So got a little bit scary just for one second, but um, it, it really makes you realize whether you're going to do this or not. And it's a good way to learn. Um, you can always ask your tour guide uh, how to forecast or... Um, Where's a good position? Which cell you should go for? There was many questions I asked mine, and and they were helpful. That's awesome. And then uh, this kind of led to coming up in the spring when we're launching Sheer WX. Uh, you're heading back to Oklahoma. I am. I am. I, I met another chaser down there, um, and uh, he's agreed to take me on for two weeks. And, yeah, going to go experience Tornado Alley again. I'm so jealous it's not even funny. Like insanely jealous. It's and what's depressing. worse is it's before our season, so we're still itching for a season, and she's down there sending up supercells. Oh. But I mean, I'll, last I'll, year though, the skepticism. <laughs> I remember the, the messages. Oh, it's gonna be dead. There's nothing being predicted. You were so down about it. We're all like trying to talk to you, but like it's gonna be okay. And then you come back with like a whole bunch of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's one thing. I would be nervous anyway, booking a trip down there and stuff, because it's never a guarantee. Who knows? You might hit the nicest period of the whole year, right? Where there's nothing but blue skies and sunny days for two weeks, right? That's a kind of you can't really predict when you book your flight in February that you're going to see some supercells in May, right? Yeah, the, I think that was one of my biggest worries is that I, I'm spending... I spent about three grand on my trip, just the trip itself, uh, not including the flight. And, um, yeah, I just didn't want to go and, and be out down there for a week and it'd be, you know, the deadest week ever. And yeah, Chris and, and, uh, Brayden and, uh, anybody else I talked to about it were like, don't worry, something will happen. And for sure. I got, I got three storms. Three is good enough for me. Don't want to be too greedy. eh? Yeah. <laughs> Tanisha actually had a really good year in 2014. Uh, the couple chases we went on, and then uh, you and Chris actually had one we've talked a couple times here on the podcast down to Saskatchewan. Chris, here's your time. You can uh, open up on Saskatchewan <laughs> again. I've cleared it with the Premier of Saskatchewan. He says you're allowed five minutes of bashing. Oh, no. Saskatchewan's a beautiful province with nice green rolling fields and uh, just glorious roads. I mean, we didn't find any roads in Saskatchewan. We ended up just driving across the wasteland. But <laughs> what uh, when you when you guys went to Saskatchewan? There, it was a pretty good setup. Like it even drew Reed Timmer up here. Uh, what did you guys run into, Chris? Uh, for storms, uh, there was just really one good storm of the day. Um, luckily, we decided to go for the same one that Reed went for. Reed was a little bit more passionate than I was about it. But once we got up there, we found it was the storm of the day. But uh, no, it, it was a good run, like, not even just the storms, just the, you know, us almost getting arrested at the border, because Tanisha was, <laughs> what, what were you eating? eating? I was eating radishes. Uh, we, we stopped before the border, because Tanisha figured, well, radishes are like a vegetable, and we don't want to get caught smuggling vegetables, so we sat in front of the border for 10 minutes while she downed all these vegetables. Turns out that's suspicious behavior. <laughs> 
and he figured we were like sticking, like hiding drugs and shit. I, I thought we were screwed. Yeah, I thought it was all over. That would have been a new record for the Alberta Star Chasers, <laughs> uh, smuggling radishes across an international border. I do, I do believe that yeah. that will involve a cavity search later, right? All that effort, and we had to. We came back. We we went across the border, drove for about half an hour, sat there, had a cigarette, turned around, and came back. Yeah, but at least we went over there for some reason. Jeez, that that doesn't look suspicious at all. Let's go to the over the border for a half an hour after seeing. Hey, the, the Canadian coffee. side, the guy was all about it. He's like, "What? Well, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're storm chasing." Oh, that's cool. You expecting these storms? The freaking American guy, he was all about uh, judging us. We're like, "Well, I don't see any any clouds in the sky," and I just wanted to slap him. But after <laughs> yeah. the whole radish thing, I just wanted to get across that border. Um, so just a tip for anyone who wants to cross the border to storm chase, um. Don't slap the security guy. They get a little touchy when you hit their border guards. Chris, just I make a note. I wasn't going to touch them. I was just going to... A cognitive recalibration. <laughs> Great. Now I'm never going to get into America now. What the hell are you doing to me? Yeah, America doesn't want you here, boy. That's kind of what he said to us, really. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. I think he was so, totally just messing with us. He was totally he was texting, too. Fun. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere... And this guy probably sees, like, maybe five people a day. He's that having fun. And, and he got the crappy side of the border, too. He had this little shack. The, the Canadian side, side was just fancy. When you say the crappy side, you mean like, he got the crappy side of the border because he's on the American side, right? Well, he's got a shack. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it was the other way around, but okay. Oh, what's it? The, the, well, there was a big sure hole. they had the nice one. <laughs> no way. The, the Canadian, we had the big freaking RV inspection unit. But then there was that big hole that we almost drove into. Anyway, the border was fun. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that hole. <laughs> They're building stuff. They're yes. cooking something up. All right, folks. So the moral of the story is don't bring radishes across the border. Don't be a smartass when you get to the border. And don't threaten the guard when you're past the border. Correct? Look, there's a lot of lessons to learn at the border. <laughs> and we learned them all. <laughs> Apparently. Yes, we did. <laughs> So if you want to see some footage from that chase, you can go to the Sheer WX YouTube site. Tunisia just posted a video. Uh, we'll have it up shortly. And uh, that's got uh, you guys intercepting a huge, massive, you guys won't believe what they intercepted here, a huge dust devil. <laughs> At least an EF4 dust devil. <laughs> It was an extreme dust devil. We actually intercepted many of those. We uh, got right in, right in the uh, the meso. If if um, if dust devils have them, we were in it. And then we almost got took out by some trees as well. You guys were just throwing Debris. pop cans into the. You guys were just throwing pop cans into those, pretending you were in Twister, weren't you? <laughs> I may Dorothy's or may not flying. have yelled like direct quotes. Yeah, Dorothy's flying. <laughs> I think he did. I definitely did. <laughs> So you guys can check that video out. It'll be on the Sheer WX YouTube page. <laughs> and you can see uh, what it's like to chase with Chris. Um, it's definitely a different experience than what you hear through Zello or see on Facebook because uh, he's an interesting guy when the when the pressure's on. This is, this is all compliments. It better be. <laughs> okay, so we're going to switch uh, switch directions here a little bit. We talked about Reed Timmer, and we've been following... Reed's Indiegogo campaign. So it's time for our update. Chris, are you bracing yourself? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for the uh, <laughs> disappointment. Mentally prepared. So again, 
Uh, Reed Timmer and his TVN crew, they are going for $50,121, which is a little bit of a weird goal, but whichever. And it's for their live streaming. Um, they have an app on Android and iPhone if you want to check it out. And uh, it's still, it's not doing that great. It's it's higher than it was last time. It's 33% funded. He's got about $16,663 raised. And I did some looking into it, and I found it kind of interesting. Um, it's set up as a flexible funding. So he's got 17 days left. Usually what you do when you start an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter, if you don't reach your goal, you're done. Money goes back to whoever supported it. You're done, right? This one's a little different. It's a flexible funding. So even if uh, Reed only hits 40% of his goal, 35%, he actually uh, gets to keep that money and it goes into this. Uh, what do you think about that, Chris? Any money that they can get, as long as it goes into it, which I'm sure it will, is, is good by them. I know it costs a lot of money for that streaming, and I know the passion Reed has. So, you know, anything he gets. I'm just, I'm quite surprised that it's not doing as well as it could have. Yeah, you look at the guy, and he's he's got, you know, 130,000 followers on Twitter. His Facebook following is huge. I, I know he's got huge power behind him because uh, last October, I had shot a time-lapse video of the Aurora, and he shared it, and within a day it had 1,800 views, right? Like, it was through the roof how fast it was. But uh, I'm actually surprised this hasn't been taking off because I think quite a few people take a peek at the live his live stream and then it, it just doesn't seem to be panning out uh so we'll keep track on that either which way um you know 16 grand that's gonna go a long way right yeah i hoping i mean it's the internet that's pretty much the problem people get everything for free now it's uh why pay for something you can just kind of turn on and get for free it's the same thing as who's charging two dollars a chase to watch on the dominator feed and uh you know, two dollars isn't that big of a deal, but people were up in arms about it. Rude comments, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, buddy, that tank doesn't isn't cheap, you know. I, I thought it was like a hybrid. It gets great mileage. Yeah, downhill if he turns the engine off. Okay, <laughs> and another. Uh, I guess this one is on Kickstarter. I I'm I'm really excited about this one. I gotta back this here before it closes. Um, it's already funded. It's the anatomy of severe weather. Chris, what do you know about this one? This is this is pretty exciting. Yeah, I was looking into it not too long ago. It's uh it's a well they have it as a weather book with 200 high re- resolution images. Um basically I'd scour the internet back when I was learning and when I'm helping people learn about the anatomy of these storms and it's hard to find. What they did is they pretty much put everything into this book. The uh the anatomy of it, how it forms, all sorts of neat stuff. And I think it'll be good for new chasers and weather enthusiasts just to learn why, how these storms form and what makes us chase supercells and not just blue sky or single cell thunderstorm. Yeah, what I what I think is really neat about this project and it's what really caught my attention is what they're going to have is they're going to have a high-res picture of a storm, right? And then when you want to see what makes up that storm, there's actually a clear plastic uh, page that folds over. And oh, that's label, neat. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and it'll label everything on the storm. So that's in like the hardcover edition that comes out in December, right? So this clear plastic page, you just close it over, and it'll it'll show you where the RFD is, you know, the wall cloud, some of the inflow, forward flank downdraft, all that stuff, right? Really, really neat uh, idea for a book. 
And then later on, there is an option to for a uh, looks like a, a smaller book where it won't have those inserts. Everything will just be labeled already, which would be an awesome tool. Um, I really wish I had that a couple of years ago. Uh, same for you, eh, Tanisha? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, as soon as I seen that this was coming out, it even uh, uh, confirmed everything. I'm, I mean, I'm still learning, right? So um, it just it just uh, totally uh, made more sense to see it in a picture. And I think that a lot of people that are learning can uh, learn a lot from this. Perfect. Yeah, I think the hard-covered book is the one you want anyway, because I think it would be really beneficial to see the storm, not know what it is, and then kind of fill in the blanks yourself and see what you get right. Whereas, you know, it depends, I guess, what kind of learning. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be neat to to be able to label your own and realize, you know, that you're actually learning. Yeah, and it's not just even just storm structure too. They've got the structure of lightning, where the positive bolt, the negative bolt is. Um, I think this is going to be an amazing, amazing tool. And definitely, you know what? Even a if you're into coffee table books, flop it on the coffee table. Again, so that one's on Kickstarter. It's called The Anatomy of Severe Weather. She's almost done, and it is already funded, so it's a good chance to get in there and give them that extra boost and uh, definitely make this book all it can be because it's definitely, I think, going to be amazing. A good thing for Storm Chasers for sure. We'll get Chimo one. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll we'll get, get him two. We'll <laughs> get them two for Christmas, one for him and one for Chrissy. And uh, we're going to go hit some listener questions too today. Let's see what we have here today. We had some posted on the Sheer WX page. Okay, here's an interesting one. Uh, it's from Felix Lee. Felix, if you remember, he was on episode three of the podcast. Awesome guy. He's a base chaser from Olds. He wants to know, I'm going to throw this to you first, Chris, okay? Okay. Yeah. Why does the Alberta storm chasing scene seem so competitive? I think it's a type of people we are. There's a lot of alpha males. I think we discussed this before. Where you accuse me of sexism, I, I do believe. But uh, there's a there's a lot of alpha males. Everyone wants alpha to get the best people, shot. Chris. Alpha, alpha people, Chris. Alpha people. Alpha human. Oh, I guess that might narrow it down. Alpha. Just a lot of alphas. And uh, I think that it's just the personalities. We we all have the same kind of personality. We all have, there's all something wrong with us for going out and chasing these storms. But also, competitiveness is good. I mean. Who wants you want to get the best shot, and it kind of keeps it fresh. Uh, I don't think there's any negative competitiveness that I see. I mean, there is. I've never seen a storm chasing fight. I've seen arguments about certain things, but no actual fights over, you know, proper pitchers. Okay, Tanisha, what, what do you think? Do you think uh, you're out there battling every other storm chaser? No. I feel like she is. <laughs> <laughs> She arm wrestles them, so watch out. If you're out there and you see Tanisha, she is going to try to arm wrestle you. Just don't put your address on Facebook and you'll be okay. <laughs> these are lies. All lies that these boys are talking about. Um, I think it's a yay and nay situation. Um, like Chris said, there is a lot of uh, uh, different behaviors, different people on this page, and sometimes they can clash in, in some of the comments that are said. But... Um, as a chaser, I think there is a competition because uh, uh, you're out there to get the best picture and the best video, and and you could be selling the this picture for years, and uh, um, and if you get that video, you could sell it to, for instance, the news stations, and that can pay for your uh, pay for your whole chase, not uh, if not just your whole chase, your uh, whole season, 
and it's something that you love to do and you want you want to be able to do it for free so there kind of is a mixture about it but all of us teams we work really good together we're in contact with each other and um there's no hate out there really you just uh you're just out there to have fun i guess kind of in a safe way yeah, yeah and as much competition as there is i mean everybody knows what storm you're on when you're out and we're always eager to meet up with anybody who's out chasing so that's kind oh, of yeah, where the competition sure. ends yeah i think when you when you look at the competition side of it it's not even it's not even a direct competition like if you see someone get a great shot it's more damn it why didn't why didn't i get that shot like if i was 2 miles over right it's yeah. it's it's not a you know, we got to beat these guys. We got to beat these guys. Screw these guys because, you know, they're over there and they shouldn't be. And it's, I think in Alberta anyway, I don't know what it's like in the States with other chasers, but in Alberta especially, I think it's a pretty friendly atmosphere. Like, I know, like last year when I was out, I was always in contact with at least five or six other chasers. No one was holding back information. Everyone was more than willing to be like, hey, you know, I'm here. This is really good. Or that same person would be like, no, you know what? It's no good here. Stay where you are. You got a better angle. I don't. I don't think the competitiveness is there in the terms of uh, maybe what Felix is going for there. There is definitely like you know everybody wants the best shot, but they're not mad that you know two guys yeah, got we, the best we won't shot. Yeah, we not throw anybody under the bus for it. So. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, like we're storm chasers. We're pretty much a rare breed in Canada. Um, so if you can get together with another storm chasing team or another storm chaser while you're on the chase, it's like, yay, you get to talk about storm chasing and, uh, you can't really do that with, you know, maybe your family, your mom, your dad, um, yeah, they don't just because people don't understand. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we, we all love each other out there and, and we look out for each other and, and talk to each other on a, uh, almost daily basis so our next question is from chimo i'm gonna censor this one because he has a typo (laughs) (laughs) that is brutal maybe don't oh yeah maybe you would yell at me if i said this word what is the best camera lens for lightning shots shots not what he told what he typed which is a bad word by accident (laughs) only there's a way to edit these comments huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um for me, what I use uh, for my lightning shots, I've got a couple options. Um, if I'm going for that big wide pan- panorama, I actually have an 8mm fisheye lens, which is awesome. It's an f3.5 Bauer lens. And uh, honestly, with lightning, because it's so random, if you're not using a trigger, you've got to you know set your camera up to take shots. At nighttime, you can leave the shutter open for 30 seconds at a time. In the daytime, no, it's a little rougher to get it without a without a remote trigger, like a lightning trigger. Um, so my best luck has been with my uh, my Canon eighteen to fifty five kit lens at nighttime with like thirty second exposures work out perfect. Uh, Tanisha, what do you use for lightning? Um, I use my wide angle lens. It's a, a Tamron twenty four to seventy millimeter f two point eight. It gives me that range uh, that I need, and I don't really like to get too close to lightning because that's one of my biggest fears is to get struck. Um, so I can zoom in there. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I also just got a new lens here. I was figuring I could try, but, um, I suggest if I was going to suggest one to Chimu, um, I would suggest something that's got a little bit of zoom in it because you don't want to get too close. 
I'm kind of the opposite. I get the wide angle lens and then you can always crop it a little bit if you have to. Um, that way, because lightning is so random, right? You're going to, you don't know exactly where it's going to strike. So the wider the lens, the more area you can capture, right? Mm-hmm. So, and Chris, do you, do we even ask? I know how you feel no. about photography. The, well, the interesting thing though is, uh, maybe changing my stance on that this year. Is it, is it in response to the, uh, photographers are the sexiest hobby article no, that I, was around there well, yeah I, I need to get in that group <laughs> I, I don't know entirely i'm pretty sure a photographer put yeah photography is sexy and everybody thinks you're sexy i imagine I, I think so tanisha don't you think so of course i would go ask the it professionals who they think is sexy too yeah um yeah you know html programmers are <laughs> html guys are the sexiest guys is that what you're trying to hear yeah that's right this just we're, went, we're going to guys. This just went it, dark. <laughs> it, it, anyway, no, I'm um, I'm actually thinking about actually uh, maybe getting into photography. What changed? Because uh, I know even uh, not too long ago you were like, meh. Well, what it is is that I love storm chasing, and I need to somehow find a way to record it. I think after a couple of our podcasts, I start realizing I have no records of this. I have crappy cell phone camera or cell phone footage. And uh, I need to start taking, making records of what I'm doing and then take chasing a little bit more uh, seriously as less a hobby, more as a uh, more of a job that I don't get paid for. <laughs> Everyone likes the job they don't get paid for. It's always the funnest job, right? All right. You and... end up paying into it. So. <laughs> exactly. I would, I would probably uh, get sick to my stomach if I kept a really good track of how much I poured into storm chasing as opposed to how much I got out of it. I'd be... I'd be looking a lot like the Alberta government's air fleet there. Wow, that's a current events uh, comment there. I know, eh? Well, not even that current anymore, but current, current enough. Yeah. Um, last question I have here is from Janet Morrison. She wants us to tell about our top five storm chases. Um, that'll be that'll take a long, long time. So, just quickly, I want to fire through you guys. Tanisha, what's your top storm chase? I'm going to say, and I'm sorry, Chris, um, I'm going to say August 27th, uh, 2014 there. Uh, I chased that with Mike and um, yeah, that was, uh, it, was, it wasn't it was supposed to happen that way. It was just a small glimmer of hope and everything just exploded and yeah, it was probably one of the best chases. But Chris, you're my, you're my second. Oh, wow. That's good. Nothing, nothing like the silver medal. I don't want to brag or anything, but that makes me number one. Oh no! Chris and I. <laughs> this means you were Chris... there. <laughs> Ouch! I mean, Chris and I have chased before, but uh, uh, this one was just a lot more funner. I, I, and Chris, Mike, and I get along great. Uh, uh, they're like brothers from another mother. They're uh, <laughs> they're like I've known them my whole life, and and we could just joke around and stuff, and that's what makes uh, the the drive there and the drive back really fun. And then do you feel uh, like, uh, do you feel like Mike is a new Steve Hollingsworth? Oh, I, I, I don't know if I can say that. If, I Steve, say if that. you're listening, <laughs> I miss you. I've, Whatever, he's uh, in Ontario. He abandoned we, us. I've never He'll met Steve. I've never met Steve Hollingsworth, but, uh, I have heard the stories and it, he, it sounds like he left quite the imprint. So I, I don't know if I should be honored by that question. Eh, I would. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, you should be honored, Steve. Um, I didn't 
get to know him uh, that well, but I knew him for a couple months and, and he really was the person that I reached out to, to learn how to chase. And he took me on underneath his wing and I have a lot of respect for Steve and I miss him a lot. And Steve, if you're listening, I hope you come back to Alberta. Did he, no kidding. did he like witness protection or is he gone, gone like out of Alberta? Oh yeah. He was Ontario, didn't he? It was Ontario. Oh, that's a silly place to move. It is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Although, you know, at the end of the year, they had a crap load of severe storms. Yeah, yeah, Ontario got like 11 tornadoes or something this year. We got like three. I don't entirely want to talk about that. That is insane <laughs> in the membrane. Christopher, top chase. Well, definitely not my Saskatchewan. I think that one's like my eighth or ninth, you know. <laughs> no, I think for I think for the... The fun of it was the Saskatchewan one because, I mean, we only saw one good storm, but the experience was wicked. The The whole day that uh, the driving was fun. Um, but uh, the, the polite the, deer, <laughs> the, the very nice deer, the uh, suicidal birds, me losing all Internet connection, uh, self a swift current. That was fun. But uh I think the chase that I didn't realize how much, uh, how good it was, was the one I went with Carmen down south on. I can't even remember what town we hit, but I lost data there. I'm getting a new uh, data puck that's best suggested. But uh, I remember we were actually surrounded by four separate cells, and I have like good footage of that. And I forgot how good it was. I think that was my chase to beat last year, just because of the amount of storms we were surrounded by. And I accidentally drove into a cow pasture, so that was fun too. But uh, it was a good chase. That was that was probably my favorite 2014. Are you but sure again. that was an accident? <laughs> well, okay. First of all, that road, and I can prove it, is on Google Maps. It's said to go that way. But we like crest this hill, and this cow's looking right at me, like a foot from my car, and he looked just straight up pissed. He was an angry looking cow. Like I felt almost scared that this cow was going to attack me. So we had to bail out of there, but. Nothing like a good trespassing in Saskatchewan story to round up things. Surprised it wasn't like gunshots. Exactly. So after Chris was done plucking the buckshot out of his rear end. (laughs) 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 Um, So (laughs) for me, uh, I won't use August 27th because somebody stole that already. I actually, uh, July 7th, I got on a really, really good set of storms uh, out at Sundry. It was actually kind of my first chase with... ASD in the wings kind of a thing and uh that was uh I ended up on the wrong storm which kind of sucked in one way if I would have you know skipped the storm that was right in front of me and gone farther south another hour I would have ended up on a great mezzo um but uh that storm itself uh I'll post some pictures was just just a classic example of uh how wicked stuff can be off the foothills and the other chasers that were out there again that made it fun right that's that's the most fun I had on a chase there. It was a really good time and uh, really cemented in the, the big hooks, right? Yeah, we yeah. were talking on Zello that day, right? Oh, I was talking to everybody. Chris was <laughs> Chris was stuck on maternity leave at home, watching a baby in radar and just sounding oh. miserable. <laughs> uh, I remember that. It was not happy. I went through my storm chasing post just after May when my son was born, and it was just... Just, just anger. Just <laughs> tornado warnings went out one day, and I was trying to claw my house. But, but I have a, I have a great kid who's going to be a good storm chaser when he grows up. 
I see that you posted he was uh, already watching uh, uh, storm chasing shows. Oh yeah, we watched uh, Tornado Hunters twice now. The two episodes that are out. Can't wait for that next season. They're in production right now, or at least they're going to production in March. And uh, yeah, we watched Twister. We watched about four seasons of uh, Storm Chasers. That's the picture that uh, I took there. But, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, that's a really big thrill, actually. My little guy, on Christmas Eve, I posted it on ASE because it was my Christmas miracle. He didn't want to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or whatever. He wanted to watch Tornado. So we watched Twister, and that was the best Christmas Eve I've ever had, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> it's a Christmas staple now. We all watch Twister. Exactly. That's a little backwards, but I'll I'll go with it. Makes me miss the season more and more, right? Yeah. They could never top that movie. I really wish uh, uh, Steven Spielberg uh, would would uh, make a second Twister because Into the Storm just did not cut it. No, he's too busy with Jurassic Park 19 or whatever they're yeah, doing. Let's not, let's not joke about that. I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I don't see, know, get I Twister see your, too. Uh... But I'm with Reed for Twister too. If you look, it, it looks like Jonas bails out of that truck. It does. Yeah. I, uh, Jonas is going to be, he's going to be scarred <laughs> up and he's going to be out for revenge. Even though Bill and Joe tried to save him at the end, he, he holds them responsible for Andy's death. He's going to come back as like a half cyborg deranged researcher. Just that will be awesome. <laughs> also, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. He'll be part uh, part man and part probe, so he'll be like running into tornadoes to gather data. Speaking of uh, uh, Twister, I was in that town. Hey, Wakita. Oh, Wakita. We should, man. We should like have a yearly uh, migration to Wakita. A pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. A storm chasing <laughs> pilgrimage. <laughs> Well, I posted pictures on the page uh, way back when I was out in Oklahoma last year in April um, of the Tornado Alley Museum or the Tor- or Twister Museum. Oh, yeah. I love those pictures. It, it's um, I actually didn't know Smallville. It, I was a big Smallville fan a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> a couple years and, ago. And uh, Smallville, the beginning of the, uh, uh, the intro when they show that town was actually Wakita. Really? And now, you know. and now wow. you know. And now you know. Feel like that I little rainbow that's... should go over. The more you know. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> All the right. rights or the ability. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, we're only going to touch on this next topic just a little bit. So we'll move on from tornadoes, Wakita, and Smallville, which I don't. Okay. Anyway, super bad. <laughs> we had a major. And I repeat this major announcement this week in the storm chasing world. Chris, take over. Yeah, I think uh, Beth got new glasses. Yeah, so, it was uh, it was it was Beth's new glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yay, Beth! So, ChaserCon Canada is a uh, is a thing now. Uh, we've been putting a lot of work into it. Chris Ratzlaff's been spearheading it, but uh, uh, there's a lot of us involved. We have um, a room booked and everything in Regina. Uh, Reed has agreed, Reed Timmer, you know, that Reed, has agreed to come speak with it. We we didn't even pretty much ask him. He almost offered. Thanks to Sean Schofer for helping us out with that. And barring any major storms, he should be there. And uh, there's not too much else to say other than we're going to have a lot of other guest speakers, but things are still in the works. It's still early. But it's for sure, and it's happening now. So book yep. it off. So that'll be October 4th in Regina. I've already asked my boss, do I just submit one now or do I wait? 
He said I was crazy for asking so soon not to worry about it, so I'll be submitting my day off request on Monday just to make sure I get it. Um, yeah, this gave me a lot of excitement in the Storm Chaser world, eh? I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, it's awesome. I can't even imagine the well, excitement here. I've been thinking here. for years I want to go down for a chaser con, and, and this is just uh, a whole lot better that it's going to be a lot closer. So, And even though it's in Regina and everything like that, I think it's going to be an absolute... You know, there's going to be so many people from Alberta there. It's just... It's going to get packed, and this is going to be awesome. We're, we're not editing this, by the way. Uh, Chris dropped out, so he never heard anything we talked about. So he'll actually have to go back in the podcast and listen and just get over it. Um, okay, Chris, you came back just in time. Um, Tanisha and I were just talking about how excited we were about ChaserCon um, since you rudely left us because your internet connection is poopy. Oh, my God, he just left again. Oh, no. Folks, this is what you're hearing. You're hearing... This is, the, this is the essence of the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast. This is just us dropping phone calls left, right, and center. It may sound like 30 minutes, but really it's eight hours. <laughs> really, it's eight hours of us <laughs> yelling at computers. Um, so, Tanisha, we're just going to get into the shameless self-promotion part. Uh, what do you uh, What do you guys you want to promote for yourself? Let's start here, Tanisha. Oh, oh How there do, we go. Oh, Chris, Chris is back. back. I went. We're leaving my eggs in that basket. We're we're gonna whip through this real quick because I can't trust that Chris's ox cart internet connection will hold up. Uh, Tanisha, if anyone wants to follow you on Twitter, where can they follow you at? Uh, I'm at uh, Tanisha Lishish. Tanisha Lishish. What? <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a weird way to pronounce okay, that. Okay, redo, redo. Tanisha oh, yeah, well, Lishish. Yeah, okay, well, I'll definitely just, edit that out. Kay. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tanisha Licious on Twitter. That's T A N I S H A L I S I O. Okay, New Deal. Anyone wants to be on this podcast, you have to have an easy Twitter name. So it's Tanisha Licious on Twitter. Uh, Chris, what's your shameless self promotion today? Uh, you can find ASC on Facebook under Alberta Storm Chasers, Twitter at AB Storm Chasers, and on Zillow, click Tools, Add Channel, and search for Alberta Storm Chasers. All right, and um, I'm Mike Vanderhoek. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Vander, and you can follow Tanisha and I as we chase down the storms in the summer on Sheer WX. We're on Facebook now, Sheer WX on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, that was great, guys. Tanisha, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, Chris, uh, any final departing comments, words of wisdom, Storm Chasing Yoda? It's it's almost February, so, uh, you know, three to four more months. All we're, right. We're on the home stretch. <laughs> and on that depressing note, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Alberta Storm Chasers podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Wind comes sweeping down the plain, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oh, Loma, every night, my honey lamb and I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. We